Welcome back to the Malin Podcast. <laughs> I am not your host, Brett Merriman, but I am Dylan Shivery. I used to host this thing. <laughs> I used to host this thing back in the day. Uh, I don't remember when it was, but I'm back. I'm, I'm a sub. They went to the bullpen. I'm, I'm actually going to use the right term. I went to the bullpen here. I'm subbing. Brett's out of town. He's in New York doing his thing. Uh, to my left... Uh, William DeFreeze. Dude, is it straight up 2019 in here? <laughs> What's yeah. going on? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> That's Dylan Shivery music right there. Dude, man. how pumped is my mom going to be when she hears oh, she hears your boy on the sticks dude, right now? Much love to Nancy, man. She she constantly tells me. I'll call her like on my way home from the studio, get a quick chat in with her once in a while. And she's like, oh, just listen to the mail-in right now, my favorite podcast. I'm like, cool, I host two others on the network. But she just keeps dunking on you about it. It's that. fine. As long as she's listening and adding adding to the uh, the pile of listens that we have, I'm fine with that. Don't even tell her we're hosting today. Just let her figure it out. She's probably like freaking out right now that the episode hasn't been released yet. And and we're talking about her. She was probably like te- she was probably texting Brett being like, hey, where the fuck's the episode? <laughs> she's messaging Brett. Yeah, she's like, dude. What's your problem, dude? DMing him like, what's your problem? Uh, so, yeah, Will and I, we're going to do our best to fill in today for Brett and insert guest here. Uh, it should be a fun one, I think. We have some, we have some good questions here. Um, I'm going to go through his little rundown that he has prepared for us. What's the mail podcast? All right, so we do our best <laughs> to answer your questions. Uh, yeah, these are just relatable real life questions, scenarios. Topics of discussion that um, uh, relatable is, I think, the best word to use here for, you know, your young professional types, 20s well, dude, and 30s. The thing the thing is, we've all been there. Yeah, yeah. We've all been there, obviously. And we're, we're just going to talk about some, some real life stuff today. Dude, before I get into it, let me just say this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. That's the thing about it. Uh, how can you help us out? Well, tell a friend. That's the best way to uh, to grow this bad boy. That and that goes for all the Wash Media podcasts. Tell a friend, tell five friends. If you enjoy it, there's a good chance your friends will too. So tell them about it. Tell them about it. Um, also subscribe on iTunes and follow Spotify. Follow Spotify. Is you follow the... on Spotify. Oh, okay. That's just the verbiage there. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, you follow them it. on Spotify. Yeah. The hotline number, of course, is eight 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 three six two mail. That's M-A-I-L, 888-362-6245. Or you can write in your questions. If you don't want your voice, the sound of your voice to, you know, come through the speakers of your car, or maybe you're just a little shy and you want to just write in, you can do that as well. There's a link in the Twitter bio, and that's at Mailin Podcast. Wow. I don't want to just jump right in. No, I have a question for you. Do you have any right. booming loud coursing through your veins right now? I do. What kind? Um, I have... I ran back my Summer Moon Fireside Blend that I, of course, blended in my. What in makes my it a Fireside Blend? Well, I don't know. That's just what it's called. Well, okay. They have like eight different blends, and this one's a Fireside. It's a medium, medium roast. And it is quite good. Dude, I can't imagine not having some Odaccio just going through my veins right now. What's Odaccio, dude? Dog? It's, it's kind of bold and lively. It kind of has like the, some aromatic notes of roasted cereal. Is it booming loud though? It's pretty loud. It's pretty yeah. loud. I thought I heard something yeah. when I pulled in. Yeah, it's an audacious blend of fine arabicas from Nicaragua and Ethiopia. It's kind of a full-bodied coffee with audacious. cereal notes, and it's accented by a slight East African fruitiness. The but people who write these things out, uh, describing coffee as audacious is just so absurd. Dude, it's audacious. The audacity of that coffee just smelling the way it smells. They were like, oh, they're like, should we hit him with the, with this, the, uh, the, the slight East African fruitiness? <laughs> this coffee is it's just so cocky. Dude, it's just bold. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I, I will add that adding milk does soften the flavor, bringing some uh, bringing up some dairy and sweet notes as well. Oh, really? So it's pretty interesting well, that's stuff. Yeah. Uh, I've, I'm officially out on uh, oat milk. Good, dude. I like it. I like it. It's fine, yeah. But it almost is overwhelming when it comes to the flavor on the coffee. I don't care about the carbs. Mm-hmm. I had some dude DM me, and he said that like the war on carbs is over, and carbs don't matter anymore, so like what? worrying about it doesn't matter. So, some rando yeah. DMs you. And, and I don't know why. All the, I, all the science out the window because some random dude DMed you. I trust him. I don't know why. I just <laughs> yeah. trust him. He, yeah, he was like, dude, screw the carbs, man. They don't matter. And yeah, I was like, all right. Trustworthy yeah. face, huh? Yeah, I immediately went and got a sandwich with three pieces of bread. I was like, yeah, That's let's ride. Let's, get, let's eat a club right now then. Big, big, yeah, good time to be pasta, I guess. Yep. Oh, yeah. Or, may, or maybe it's a bad time to be pasta. Dude, it's never a bad time to be pasta. Yeah. Man. Good, good times. Hey, are Shoot. you are you coming to my engagement thing tonight? Yeah, I'll be there. That's I'll be sick. there. I, I'll be honest. I have some some major concerns about my fit tonight. I even picked out my fit. 
Yours is more important than mine for obvious reasons because the party's for you. Should I hit him with a sport coat tonight? You could. And just put everybody on blast? My con- You want to hear my concerns? Yeah. Okay. Well, first and foremost, everyone knows that I bought a camp collar shirt, which, like, that's just kind of what I do. You're wearing it to every major function that yeah. you have. Yeah, and so I've decided I can't wear it to this function. I've, I've, I've overdone it, and I can't do it. And so the other day I thought to myself, you know what, Will, you need to bring your, uh, your clothes, your, your dirty, nice clothes, to the dry cleaner and get them dry cleaned. Well, unfortunately, my dry cleaning will not be done by tonight's party. So I'm faced with either having an absolutely like lame outfit mm. or I have to go to go somewhere and buy a shirt, which I think that's the only move I have at this point. Um, I think I might go buy a, um, a white linen shirt. Wow. To wear tonight. Unfortunately, I have uh, my Peloton journey has led me to not fit into my old linen shirt anymore, and so now I would straight up look like I was trying to be in some like '90s music video, like boy band video, because it's just so billowy and giant. Where are you Where are you going to buy this shirt, D- Dylan? I don't know if I'm going to have time to do that, unfortunately, today. So it's going to be. I'm up against it. I might be doing a 5 p.m. run to uh, Nordstrom and just wearing it straight off the rack. I kind of respect it. I just I don't. I have upped my shirt game so much with the camp collar shirt that all my other shirts right now are just puny compared to them. If I were to acquire a white linen short sleeve button down somewhere, where would I go to do that? Man, it's hard to say. Like Bonobos? I could see them have it. Well, I, I can do that at Nordy's though, sure. Yeah, Nord, Nordstrom's got to have it. I also definitely have a uh, – I have one – the one that I grew out of is from J. Crew. Okay. I think, I think it was made in Greece. Not to, not to stunt. You know, like, I've been there. It just, it's like that. You know what they called me when I was there? Was it the Greek freak? Mm-hmm. Was it because you were freak dancing with everybody? Yeah. You were just absolutely faded off that Reiki? Uh, Rocky, I think they call it. Whatever. Dude, I've never was, been to I Greece. I was straight twisted off the Rocky. They give you a shot before every meal. Like, imagine. And then and then you go to Italy, and they're just hitting you with the limoncello constantly. Oh, they're just shoving that, that cello in your face, and it's like, let's let's ride. Part of, there's a restaurant at East Six called uh, Il Bruto, yeah. and they give you uh, uh, they give you a, a large serving of limoncello to end every meal. And whenever I go with new people, I'm always just like, they're not ready for this limoncello to end the meal. Hey, shouts to Jr. Hickey. That's a nice touch. It is a nice touch. It's quite nice. Does he does he know how much we reference? That's a nice touch. Probably not. But I really enjoy his uh, his little bit he has going. If you don't know what we're talking about, go go find Jr. Hickey's new account. That's a nice touch on uh, Instagram and TikTok. He just video documents uh, nice touches around. He might need to be on Scaries at some point to talk about the nice touches that are just everywhere. <laughs> it's a nice it's, touch. It's just great. Yeah. Should we do this first question? Uh, yeah. How about how about this? How about you read the questions? Okay. Because I I can't read. Yeah. And then we'll talk about it. People them. forget that you don't know how to yeah. read. Let's go. All right. Long story short, I need to I need to preface something. I was working on something else before today's episode. I have not prepared any answers, so everything I'm doing is off the cuff. If I have any bad takes, I'm allowed to I'm allowed to walk them back at some That's point. Fine. That's fine. Long story short, my girlfriend grew up in Italy, kind of a flex, and wishes to have our wedding there. We're doing a courthouse thing in the states. We want to give people ample time to plan. It will be our closest friends and family only. Are we being overzealous or is this doable? Would you attend if it was your friend? Will you be, would you? We will be giving people a year plus to save. We will consciously plan so costs are low over there and save people the headache of planning. Our thought is people would remember this more than a plain old wedding. Let me know your thoughts. Thanks. Um, I thought this was a, a very appropriate question for you, someone who is going to a wedding in Italy. Next year. Yes. I'll let you share your thoughts. I have my own as well. So if you've listened to the Sunday Scares podcast in the last two months, I had a guest on. Her name is Joyce, and uh, she is marrying a nice young man from Wales. Big ups to Joyce. And because it would seem, if they had their wedding in the United States, I mean, I I might be putting words in their mouth, but I I get the feeling that, like, you know, you're from two different countries. You you might need to have it in a different country so that you don't have one family being, like, slighted. Who knows? I don't yeah. know if that's their thinking. But yes, we are going to Tuscany next September for a wedding. Tuscany. And when I found out that we were getting invited to this wedding, I was so happy. Yeah. When I found out the wedding was going to be there, I was like, oh, I really hope we get an invite. Because you never know if it's going to be, if, they're, if you're going to a different country, you never know if it's going to be like a 40-person wedding or like a giant wedding. So I was like, I really hope we make the cut for this. Sure enough, we did, and I'm very excited for it. I will say, he makes a good point. Giving people a year plus to save, I think, is clutch. Sally and I have already started putting away a little bit of money every month to make sure that when we go there, we're not putting ourselves out on the bank account front and that we can actually, like, go do things that we want to do and not just drop the bag all at once. Right. 
Italy is far, though. Yeah. Here's my take. Uh, there are a few instances and occasions in your life where you are allowed to be as selfish as you want to be, in my opinion. And your wedding is one of them. If you want to have it in your hometown, fantastic. If you want to have it in Napa Valley, that's cool, too. If you want to have it in Tahiti or Italy or Syria, whatever you want to do, that's your choice. But what you have to understand is that the farther away you go from your home base and from the where the core of your Did people are. Did you say are, Syria? I said Syria. <laughs> no one's doing Syria. <laughs> I'm just saying you could. You have to understand that the further you go away from where most of your people are located, the less it's going to be attended, and for good reason. Um, you give people the option. I mean, it's an option. They don't have to go to Italy to, to go to your wedding. No. And they also understand that if you are going to plan your wedding in Italy, that it's like no hard feelings if you don't go. Like, I get it. That's a lot to ask. You're like, you're not only are you going to like pay all this money to travel abroad and go on a long trip, but that's like valuable vacation time. Mm-hmm. Leave them behind. Like, you know, if you have kids, you got to leave your kids. Like, it's it's a lot to ask. Yeah, I'd be lying if I said that the kid front wasn't the most stressful yeah. thing for me because in my eyes, I would love to parlay this trip. Yeah. Uh, it, the wedding's on a Tuesday, and it's kind of nice that it's on a Tuesday because yeah. it kind of, I mean, it, you're already in Italy, so it doesn't really, you're you're flying across yeah. an ocean to go there, so it doesn't really matter if it's on a Saturday yeah. or something. My concern is like, I wish that we could spend two weeks over there. But we have a kid. We can't do that. Yeah. We're not going to bring him. Yeah. Uh, it's just not worth bringing a, a right. toddler. So it, I do, the way that we're approaching it is very optimistic. We're just psyched about it. But, you know, if you're doing this, you also need to understand that there might be some people close to you who probably won't be able to make yeah, it happen. Absolutely. If you have a grandparent, they might not be able to, you know, do this. If you have someone with health issues, they might not be able to do this. I think in order to offset that, you need to have an event uh, close to where your family lives or if, if they if they do all live in the same place or similar places and make sure that you know those people are taken care of because you just don't want that lingering like oh well we can't go because they did it here interesting you brought that up i'll talk about the wedding i have coming up i'm getting married i don't know if y'all heard oh dude really engaged yeah That's so tight. what we're doing we we talked about some options we talked about you know eloping we talked about just doing a destination wedding talked about doing it just a small one here in austin what we decided is that so we want to do our celebrating in Cabo, mm-hmm. um, but we're gonna Mabo in Cabo. But we we knew that having a wedding in Cabo means that some people wouldn't be able to go. My mom can't travel because of health reasons. Mm-hmm. Got to have my mom at my wedding, right? So what we're gonna do? We're doing a a, a ceremony here in Austin uh, with a little brunch reception after. Nothing nothing crazy. Okay. And then later on that week, like the fun squad is just going to go to Cabo. <laughs> the fun squad. Yeah. Fun squad is going to mob in Cabo. That's what we're doing. Have you guys decided on any like like serious logistics for Cabo at this point? Um, we are kind of. We, we, so we put together a list of like who we're inviting to the wedding. Mm-hmm. Then we put together a list of who we're inviting to Cabo. And then we even narrowed it down even more to who's likely to go to Cabo. So we have a number of rooms in mind. Okay. A number of people attending in mind. Um, but we haven't locked down a resort yet, Okay. but we are doing so right now. Just don't do the one where Joe Nullet shattered his ankle. Uh, isn't that one like about to collapse? Yeah, dudes. After the collapse in Florida of the apartment complex, it turned out that the hotel that we stayed at, I only stayed there for one night over that Cabo trip in a couple of Novembers ago, but it turns out that they have some serious construction issues there that were highlighted by the apartment yeah. complex in Florida. And so now that I think they had to shut the entire thing down. That's going to be a costly mistake. You got to think that Joe hitting the deck might have rattled everything a little bit. Dude, Big tree fall hard. What if Joe snapped his ankle and the whole building just collapsed on it. It would have been terrible. When Sally and I moved our wedding up, it it became a destination wedding. And part of the reason we did that is because we got – I didn't want to get married in Austin. 
we were going to get married in Harbor Springs. But then once we decided to do a small thing, it was like we have to go do a destination one because we don't want either of our families to feel like they're getting put out. And it's like, oh, we just canceled the, the Harbor Springs wedding to do a wedding in Austin. And it's like, OK, that makes it look like Sally's family won something, even yeah. though that's not the way it is. And so but at the same time, like it, it was just it's, it is difficult to have a destination wedding and not be able to have everyone there that you want. But it's also your wedding. Like, you can't yeah. feel guilty over it. Like, it's not like you're going to Italy. This guy's not going to Italy for reasons of, like, I just think it'd be baller to have a wedding there. Like, he's going there because his girlfriend, yeah, that's, fiance, grew up in Italy. That's even, that's a, yeah, that's a much better, you don't even need that reason. No. But since you do have that reason, it makes an already okay situation, like, much more appropriate, actually. Like, you should get married there. That sounds sick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you're totally fine here. Yeah. Be as selfish as you want. It's your wedding. You get to envision your ideal scenario for your special day and make it happen if you want. But what if you what if you say it's in Italy and then you get like a 10% RSVP rate and you're like, oh, fuck. You, you know what? You probably will. I mean, that's not. You probably will. You're not wrong. I will say, like, I, I am so excited to go to Italy for a freaking wedding. Hell yeah. Like, and, and to go parlay that into just doing other day trips and stuff like that. I, I absolutely can't wait. The fact that it's still over a year away, and I've been like highly anticipating this the entire time, I'm I'm just absolutely pumped. Italy is so sick. I've never been. Can't wait. There was there was a scenario I think where Sally and I could have gotten married in Scotland when we went f- over Christmas that one time. Uh, we actually kind of behind the scenes, kind of went around and tried to sort out some logistics to actually do it and just get it done with because we were so sick of it. But the, the one thing that stopped us was that we couldn't get to a courthouse before and get documentation. And in order to do it in Scotland, we had to have documentation that we had already done, like, something official in the United States. Yeah, we're trying to pull a fast one? We thought about pulling a fast one. Sick. And I kind of said it. I kind of told my parents that. And I think, I think <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, that one of my parents was like, do it. Yeah. You should do it. We discussed, um, we, me and Bay, discussed eloping for a hot second. But um, it would have been, we, we want our kids to be there. Yeah, you, know. you guys having kids in the mix, I think, changes things. Yeah, for I, sure. Us, we were kind of just so done with the whole wedding plan and the charade of planning a wedding that I didn't care at that point. Yeah. I was like, as long as we have a witness there. like the wedding was sick, though. Our wedding was great. I wouldn't change anything, and we obviously got very lucky. But, like, when it comes to your wedding, you have to be selfish because it's your wedding. I yeah. did not want to find myself in a scenario where I felt like the wedding was for other people. I wanted it to be for us. And so, like, dude, this guy's just got to own it. Absolutely. I think he is owning it. I think, he, think he's got a good head on his shoulders. He if just not, needs some verification. Not, we definitely just talked him into it. God. That's you know what you lot. could talk me into right now? Uh, cracking a Vizzy, maybe? Uh, yeah, something. Maybe a hard seltzer with something extra that makes my choice a little easier when I'm scrolling the aisles. Maybe like something with acerola? You mean the, the super fruit that has like way more antioxidants and vitamin C than an orange? Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe one that comes in a variety of like watermelon flavors or something. Huh. I don't if know. only <laughs> there was a hard seltzer that did. Th- oh, wait, there is. It's called Vizzy. Vizzy, Vizzy, Vizzy. Can't you see? <laughs> just in time for summer. Vizzy hard seltzer just dropped an all water- watermelon variety pack hitting shelves in July. Made with real watermelon juice and antioxidant vitamin C, Vizzy's known for. It's all extracted from that superfruit acerola cherry. And with bold and delicious dual fruit flavors, real watermelon juice, and antioxidant vitamin C, Vizzy makes your seltzer choice a little easier and a lot tastier. Dylan, can I tell you what I've done already preemptively for the weekend? Oh, my gosh. Did you ice down some Vizzy or what? Yep. We have a liquor cabinet, and on top of the liquor cabinet, I had so much Vizzy that was sent to us by them that I decided to just put some in the liquor cabinet just to, you know, as a backup reserve. I've officially taken them out of the liquor cabinet and stocked my fridge with them in anticipation. Wow, it's game time. I don't know when I'm going to do it, but, like, I mean, they have so many delicious dual fruit flavors like blueberry watermelon, kiwi watermelon, passion fruit watermelon, and mango watermelon that, like, any, any time is on the, it. I, I might just do it at any time. I mean, it's Vizzy season, so... They even have variety packs. You think I don't know about the variety packs? Dude, I know you know about the variety packs. (laughs) Pack one and two. Dude, come on. Dude, shouts to the lemonade. I might do a lemonade spritzer. I mean, all respect to the the new watermelon flavors, I'm stuck on the lemonades right now, dog. The lemonade's good. You're not going to go bad. You're not going to, like... Be upset there. <clears throat> Sally's. I asked Sally the other day, I was like, out of every flavor, when you see something fruity, like what flavor do you go to first? She said watermelon. And I was like, what's up with that watermelon Vizzy, though? She's about it. Of course she is. Upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed.
to get updates on our on the latest flavor drops and more, sign up for the emails at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. Again, that's VizzyHardSeltzer.com backslash subscribe. Must be 21 or older. Let's go to the next one. Settle a debate for us. Is it weird to marry your brother-in-law? My girlfriend knows a girl who is marrying her sister's husband's brother. While I find it unorthodox, I don't think it's completely out of bounds. My girlfriend, on the other hand, finds it extremely weird. Thoughts? Okay, is it, first of all, is it proper to call this person a brother-in-law if it's your brother-in-law's brother or your sister-in-law's brother, whatever it may be? I guess technically? Is that how the, I don't know. Like, I have a, I have a brother-in-law, Kendall. His okay. sibling, would that be my sister-in-law or a brother-in-law? Yeah. Are you sure? Hold on. Know. Say it again. My brother-in-law, okay, so. The person that married your sister. Right. Is his brother. That's like, if you have, okay, you have a sister, right? Yes. Is your sister and, and Emily Young, are they sister-in-laws? <sighs> I'm going to say yes. I don't know. I'm going to say yes. But that's where it ends. Like, okay. there's no, I don't think there's any more connection there. But I think, technically speaking, yes. I don't know. So in this scenario, anyway, this would be like my sister. Semantics. Would this be my sister marrying Sally's little brother? Yes. Exactly. I okay. My my original inclination here is that it's not weird because you're not related. You're not but related by blood. But where it does get weird is is like, I feel like I'd be sitting there being like, so we're just kind of doing the same thing right now. We're just um, marrying the, into the same family. So I know people. They're Dallas's very good friends. They're my friends too. Um, and they have done exactly what this question lays out. Okay. Exactly. Um, two pairs of siblings. Each one was had a boy and a girl on each family, and they all married each other. They grew up in Arlington together. I think they all went to the same high school together. And their families were super close. They grew up together, and then they got married. And for some reason, I, I I thought it was very interesting when I learned of this news, but I never thought it was weird because there there's no relation whatsoever. Like you married into a family. I don't know. I, it I, just doesn't seem that strange to me. It's almost hard for me to grasp because I, I think that if this scenario presented itself and I was single, I almost think that if I like – if I was single and I was in this situation and I started – and I met someone – I hope that if I met them, I'd be like, oh, no, I have to marry. This is the yeah. one for me. And I would know that it's the one and I wouldn't have these thoughts. But I would also like – I feel like I would enter the situation being like, well, this is out of bounds. This is my this is yeah. my, my, my sibling's family. I would – yeah, you're right. If – okay. I would I would not pursue someone if – like if my sister married – the logistics explain this. It's so hard. Difficult. I wouldn't jump into it, but – if I was like dating somebody, and uh, what's the best way to put this? And the other two started getting together. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to explain. I think like when you you know when you want to marry somebody. If you meet someone and you are so head over heels and you're not and like this is the scenario, then you I think you go ahead and do it. But I do think that the barrier of entry here is just a little different because you it's I difficult. don't think that you have the mindset when you meet that person first of being like. Oh, is this a potential, you know, partner for me? Right. But I don't think it's that weird. Yeah, I think I it's either. I think that there are going to be people out there yeah. who think it's really weird, but I think when you get down to brass tacks, it's not really that that different than just having like a common yeah. friend or something. Like okay, the 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 two couples I described earlier that are friends of mine, like they they grew up together and like they were just always around each other and then they just gravitated toward each other. It wasn't like Oh, here, like, we're getting married. Here, I'm going to introduce you to so-and-so's brother. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, who are you? Like, that would be a little bit more weird, yeah. I guess. It's more interesting than it is weird to me. Yeah. I don't think anyone should be shamed for this because you're no. you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Like, you're it's not... It's not like your step-siblings. No, and it's not, no. like, creepy. Like, it's just you... Two other people decided to get married, yeah. and you happen to be related to one of them. Right. And the other person is, too. It's but you're not related to this person whatsoever. How how convenient does this make holidays for both families? Oh, yeah. It's like, I guess we're just out. all hanging out this entire time. Yeah. I don't know. Like, oh, but God, what if, oh, what if one of the couples split up at one point? 
That's that's where things I think oh, get terrible. Man, I just thought about that. That's a nightmare situation. What do you do? You know, what if it ended badly too? Like, what I, do you do? I feel like it would be that's really family. hard to not allow your relationship to suffer when the other relationship is suffering. Oh, it's you're, it's like a package deal. I think if one no, couple, if one, dude, if <laughs> one couple not a package goes, deal, if one couple goes down, you can't. Just, it's tough to. It's tough to. It's tough to maintain. What? I'm like, hey, DeFreeze family, we're out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like what if some? What if there's like some cheating going on, like an affair? Or yeah, whatever? it's like, oh fuck. Choosing sides do? on that would just be absolutely do? brutal. That's tough. I I get why the girlfriend finds it weird. I don't think she should find it extremely weird. But like, you just have to understand that, the, like, if they had met first. Hopefully that the, like you'd be in the same position and be like, well, I still want to marry the person I'm going to marry. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like just because of the circumstances in which they met doesn't invalidate the love that they probably have for each oh, other. That was so sweet. Wasn't that beautiful? Will. Wasn't that beautiful? Well, I don't know. It. I think. I but think. you are going to get weird looks. Yeah. Like, like when you oh, explain this to people, oh. they're going to be a little confused at first and probably maybe make a comment about it to somebody else behind your back, but. Hopefully, I don't even know if I'd explain it to people like right off the bat. I think I might wait a couple group dinners before I'm like, yeah, well, so technically we're already kind of like together or whatever. Yeah. I still don't know if it's technically a brother-in-law, but whatever. I think it is. Okay. I think it is. All right. Next let's question. Go, let's go to the next one. What's up, squad? Got one for you. 29 years old and been dating my girlfriend for nearly two years. It's not a matter of if we get engaged, but more so when. My question is, how do I go about asking her dad for permission when he lives two hours away from us? Taking a trip down there solo isn't a huge issue, but figuring out how to broach the subject is anxiety-inducing to say the least. Any tips or feedback is greatly appreciated. Driving two hours solo to go speak to the father, that's already breaking the ice. He knows why you're doing that. Yes. You know? Yes. So... No need to break the ice. He knows. He's like, all right, let's, let's get this conversation going. I know why you're here. Yes. Why else would you be driving solo without her to go talk to him? Yes. Okay? So that should make it. And plus, you're, you're going to show up, and you're going to be anxious and nervous. He's going like, to be like, all right, I know what's going on here. Let's just talk it out, man. So I bought my engagement ring for Sally, and it was done a couple weeks before I anticipated it to be. Sally was out of town or going to be out of town for a significant period of time for school. And I had a small window that I could propose. But in order to do that, I had a lot of things that I had to sort out. I had to sort out talking to her parents. I had to plan uh, the actual engagement. I had to tell all the invested parties, meaning my family and closest friends. And I had to invite people to the party that we were having uh, immediately following the engagement. Those were the, the things that I wanted to get done. The first thing I did when I decided that I wasn't going to wait until after she was out of town for school, the very first thing I did was call her dad because I knew that was the most important thing I had to get out of the way. I don't think that had I not asked her dad, her family probably wouldn't have like cared that much. But like, I, I, it was just the thing that I wanted to do. Yeah. I had to ask. Yeah. The second I called him, he knew exactly why. Like, I've called him all of one time in my life, and it was this time. Outside of that, like any other time that I've called him, it's been he's been expecting my call. Yeah. Maybe we're meeting up for golf. Maybe we are planning something. But when I called him out of the blue, like he knew. Yeah. And when I said, "Hey, can we get dinner tomorrow or the next day?" He like he knew exactly what I was doing, and he started laughing on the phone a little bit, and it was it was kind of endearing, and it made it sure. easier. It. I was more nervous to uh, to call him. No, that's a lie. I was going to say I was more nervous to call him originally than I was to actually propose, but I was pretty nervous to propose. I was an absolute mess when I proposed. Um, my situation, very different. See, both of Brittany's parents have passed away mm -hmm. and have been for years. She does have um, someone in her life who's somewhat of a father figure. Was basically her stepfather uh, before her mom passed, and he's still very much involved in her life and her daughter's life. And so I just... Uh, I texted him and said, hey, you want to grab lunch tomorrow? I'm going to be in the neighborhood. So, yeah. And we sat down. We talked for half an hour. And it was super chill. It was it was easy. Um, obviously, I've done this twice. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first oh, yeah. time I did it, I drove. I had some friends cover for me, and I drove to Arlington, which is where Dallas's family lives. Lingtown. 
Agtown. Is that what they call it? Agtown. Why do they yeah. call it Agtown? I don't know. Is there agriculture there? Not much. No. Arlington. I don't it's know. Like, anyway. Um, and I took I took her dad, her stepmother, and her two grandparents who have since passed away. Um, out to dinner. It was catfish place that they always went to and they knew while I was there why I was there. Why else would I be driving, you know, two and a half, three hours to go have dinner with with them without her? Yeah. And so they I know. Was, and I had like two bites of my meal and I was like, look, you know I'm here basically and I just want your blessing and it was very cool. But yeah, I mean just just putting yourself in that situation is is more than half the battle there. I mean, once you get there, you're gonna you're gonna say what you need to say, and it'll 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 and plus he will find it endearing, like you said, that you're nervous and you're making the effort to do it in person and all that stuff. So you're gonna be fine. I think having Fritz has given me a different perspective on some things, but one of the things that it's given me a very different perspective on is the role of parents in their child's life and how. Parents know what's going on pretty much in all scenarios when it comes to their kids. Mm-hmm. Like, th- I don't think that there's a question that Sally's father knew that I was calling him for that exact reason. Yeah. And it was ignorant of me to not realize that before I called him. But the second he picked up the phone, he knew. And so it it made it a lot easier. And it also gave – the fact that I called him before and said – didn't say why I was d- trying to call the lunch or the dinner, but I was calling it. Like – it kind of gave me a little boost after that to be like, okay, I'm in now. We just got to have this conversation. He's probably going to grill me with some questions, understandably so. But there was no scenario that I saw where he was going to deny me. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like in this case, like like you said, it's not a matter of if, but when. So like he knows. And yeah. also, I also know like other people asking. You know, people ask in all different ways. I know someone that asked while taking a piss with their father-in-law at a. Uh, a major event. Really? They were just pissed in there. And he's like, hey, can I can I marry your daughter? And <laughs> Yeah. Like, uh, I know that uh, former guest of the podcast, uh, Lily, her husband asked uh, my father-in-law and his father-in-law to go play golf one day. And they couldn't play a full round, so they just went to the driving range, hit some balls, and had, had a, I think, a, had a drink after. It's very Drew. You could do that. You could do that. I mean, I don't know if this guy plays golf, but you could try to find a meeting place an hour away in between and be like, hey, you want to go out yeah. and do this, whatever? But... It's fun. You have to have fun doing it. I know it's anxiety-inducing, but that anxiety is not like a bad thing. That's just you being nervous because you're about to take a ma- you're about to make a major change yeah. to your life. Yeah, and think about how you're going to feel after that conversation. You're going to feel so so good about things, sense of relief. Are parents relieved when when someone asked asks to for their daughter's hand in marriage? It's like the dad, like, all right. We, yeah, I we mean, you, you you want that conversation. You want you want to know that your future son-in-law is, uh, you know, upstanding and respectful, and and again, it's you don't have to have their permission, right? So it's it's obviously like it's a it's a it's a kind gesture. It's like a respect thing. It's like, you know, I would love if you would like sign off on this huge life decision we're making together. But um, and so it's it's they would appreciate it for sure. I think that. I, 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 this, this is, this is a take. I think there's no obligation to actually ask the father, but by not doing so, you very likely could piss off the father. Like yeah. it is your life. You Do can it. go propose anytime you want. It's a small effort and it's, it, it'll pay off for you. Yeah. If you want to be welcomed into the family with open arms, you can't just spring it on them. So like, you just got to have the conversation. It's just, it's just part of what you do. Yeah. Um, I like if, if. If I have had a daughter, I mean, who who knows? I, I'll probably change my take if I had a daughter like 25 years from now. But if I had a daughter and the and I liked the guy and he proposed without talking to me, I'd feel slighted oh, and be sure. like, "Really, dude? You didn't didn't really feel like oh. talking to talking to the fam before?" But like, honestly, I just part of the reason I wanted to talk to him and talk to Sally's mom and and I called all of her siblings because I wanted them to help me plan. I needed help. Like I couldn't do it all on my own. Yeah. I needed them to pull some strings. I needed them to tell appropriate parties. I needed I needed everyone involved because I needed help. And once I got that help, it made me just be able to focus on okay, how can I make the moment special? Um, and just I mean, the anxiety that I felt for the 24 hours before I proposed was absolutely crippling. I was sweating constantly, but cold constantly. And then I watched Free Solo the night before, which is not the move. <laughs> I watched Free Solo with her dad and was just sitting there like, oh, my God, like, is my am I this guy? Am I just scale, <laughs> am I scaling a rock with no fucking no harness right now? Yeah. But, dude, just go talk to him. 
maybe talk to him right before you're going to do it if you're this worried about it. Really? Why? I don't know. Because once, like, you can't talk to the dad and then not do it for three months. I feel like you have to do it, like, in an appropriate amount of time after. Yeah, that's true. He's got to be within a week. Yeah. I think, I think, I... <sighs> I, I asked for Brittany's stepdad's blessing without really a plan of proposing to her. I just knew that I wanted to do it in the upcoming weeks. And so, uh, but then it was two days later. I mean, that's pretty much what happened with me. Yeah. I was, my plan was to ask and then have a couple of weeks go by, maybe even a month go by, but I, I couldn't do it. And I was like, well, I'm yeah. planning an engagement party for three days from now because I'm, I'm getting this done. Oh, by the way, engagement party, same place you guys did. Hope that's okay. I don't care. All right. Honestly, like when I got the bill for that engagement party, it was way cheaper than I thought it was going to be in the first place. So I was like, oh, this place is great. I'm going to order some takeout, though, on your on your tab. That's cool, dude. <laughs> I didn't plan on paying for everything. No, dude, you're paying for everything. <laughs> I didn't pay for everything. I only paid for part. Uh, we have a voicemail, don't we? We do. You should have it in your inbox. Yeah, dude. I totally have it queued up, and like I'm not stalling right now for any reason at Very all. Very sick. Oh, dude, here we go. Let's do this. Hey, Brett and guest. Um, I was going to be in a wedding in about a month, and the couple that was getting married are now breaking up, and it's a pretty nasty breakup. The bride is going to visit me the weekend that would have been her bachelorette, but I'm trying to think of what to do, at least for the weekend that would have been the wedding, if not some other stuff to distract her and cheer her up, so... Any and all suggestions are welcome. Okay, so the upcoming wedding was canceled. Seems like something bad happened. It's ugly. She's using the bachelorette weekend, bachelorette party weekend as an opportunity to go visit her friend. What does her friend do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I really don't know. I mean, go get, get keep, hammered. Keep her mind, uh, her mind busy with activities and and stuff not related to the uh, the breakup and the wedding that is not happening. There's going to be a a, a, a breakdown at some point. Yeah, but try yeah try your best to keep her her body busy and her mind busy and just distract her and start creating uh, you know memories to replace the the old ones. I mean if. She- this is as bad as it sounds. It sounds quite bad. Like, it's going to be on her mind the entire time. Yeah. You got to keep keep swimming. But, I I mean, there's no good way to go about no. this. Like, it's going to be a tough weekend. I've dealt with friends who have gone through harsh breakups before, and the one thing you have to do is keep their mind off of it. But, like, unless you have, you know, so much time at your disposal, you can't just keep – you can't just, you know, let your life revolve around them. Yeah, I don't know. Like you, I don't either. I would say just go get hammered and like whatever, but Keep at the, the same going. But at the same time, like that might bring up some even more raw stuff, and you're gonna have um, some tears on your hands once you get home. For yeah, the night. but tears aren't such a bad thing. She might just need to, you know, express those emotions and get them out a little bit. I mean, no, that trust me, I I, yeah. I enjoy a good cry to get out some emotion more than most. Go out to dinner, um, you know, keep the drinks going, keep her keep her busy. Go for a long walk or something. I don't know. Just do. Just keep her mind occupied with stuff that is not related to him. I'm going to be honest. I've, I have no close friends or friends in general who I've had call off an engagement. I have no clue how to handle this situation. Uh, yeah, I've had bad breakups, but like the only thing that's like the only thing that solves a bad breakup Dude, is time. You know what you should, we should do uh, a worst of wedding theme. As yes. In like. Dude, there are stories out there about weddings that didn't happen or something like super embarrassing happened at the altar. Someone says a wrong name. Someone tries to like stop it from happening. Like there's shit like that for sure that we could find out. Have you ever been at a wedding where they ask if anybody wants to stand up and And someone actually spoke up? No, have you? I don't even think I've been at a wedding where someone like they even present that oh, yeah. opportunity for people. For sure, I have. Are there videos out there that have gone viral of people like yeah. raising their hand and saying, "Yeah, like Garrett's a dick. <laughs> like, what are you doing?" <laughs> I, I've never seen a video of someone actually objecting to a wedding, but now it's something that like I want to see one because video, even though I'd cringe. If you were to object, why would you wait for, for that 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 moment? <laughs> you just, can't, you just <laughs> they're like twenty seconds away from saying I do, and like, oh yeah, by the way, like uh, he cheated on you like eight months ago. Like, what 
the fuck? You fly all the way to Italy <laughs> yeah, just to like, oh. just maybe call her up before, but like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't marry this guy. He's a total asshole. Like what you're just the dude that ruined everything. <laughs> it's like, wait, everyone's like, now? Yeah, really? Now like, you're gonna bring this up? Why is that question posed? At couldn't weddings? send a text like I don't know, a couple days ago. I guess it's like an old tradition or something that, that people still include, but it like doesn't make much sense. No. Like, no. Speak now or forever hold your peace. It's like that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Probably should have had this conversation a couple weeks ago. How do you spell peace in that scenario? <laughs> Come on, man. I just can't imagine objecting to something. Yeah. Like, nah, no, you know nah. what? I'm going to become the biggest asshole in the building right Honestly, now. Honestly, she's not that hot. Yeah, yeah, you can do better. <laughs> you can do better. Yeah, dude, she's fine. What are you doing? Whatever. Like, you're one of your girlfriends. Went, you're like, yeah, no, he's a fucking prick. <laughs> Fuck this guy. You can't wait for that moment. You know who my favorite person on TikTok is right now? Have you guys seen the guy that just goes, let's fucking go. No. He's the best. He just takes, he just takes just TikTok. a hype man? No, he just takes TikToks of girls talking about, like one of them that was really funny that got served me recently was a girl was pulling out a uh, tape measure and she went to five inches and said that's enough. And then it just cuts to him in the car and he just does the exact same scream of, Let's fucking go! <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. And that's that's his entire that's his entire thing. Okay, I, I'm just, I don't know why I, I thought of that, but oh I don't know, gosh. dude. Like, just whatever you do, if she starts trying, to, if you see her get into a like a wormhole when you're at the bar and she's just like f- texting frantically, she might be texting him. You got to get yeah, rid of that phone. Keep her off her phone. You need to have a strict no phone policy she'll, here. She'll hit the camera roll and start going through old pics and maybe start posting like thirst traps and, and shit. Yeah, keep try to keep the phone away from her. Like that, I think that's the most dangerous route because if they start like getting hammered and then they're sitting at the bar and they are just buried in their phone, sending us a, a text that takes up the entire screen, that's when you're going to start getting in oh. like, uh oh, this weekend's not going to be very fun anymore. Uh-uh. Don't you, let that happen. You know what? You know what? You, she should do. In my humble opinion, I think she should find a gummy that's both recreational and uh, maybe contains some. Uh, Ooh. I don't know, maybe two and a half milligrams of natural THC like and maybe just, 12 and a half milligrams of CBD. Like just enough THC to like take the edge off and mm-hmm. loosen you up a little bit, but not get you like totally ripped. Just like mellow you out a little bit and, and let your worries just kind of melt away. Something like an early bird CBD gummy. I think we're talking about early bird CBD right now. Cool. Uh, we've been fans of early bird for a very long time. I was actually around during the beginning of the company. Uh, they 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 haven't always produced their own gummies and stuff like that. Very first sponsor alert. Yes. Not only did they just pay us in cash on our first day on the job, but they supported us for the first two years of the podcast. Yeah. Um, the only reason we moved out of the old studio was because we were like, all right, I feel kind of guilty. We've been using these guys' studio for so long. So I am using this stuff all the time. <laughs> all, I mean – Several times a week, I'm taking one like a few hours before I go to bed just to mellow me out. Because when I like, I like a little THC coursing through the veins, right? But I don't. It's fun. I don't always want to get like high. Yeah. Because it, you know, makes my mind wander and do stuff. But I, it's the perfect amount. Like I said earlier, the perfect amount of THC that just kind of like just chills you out. So I, I, there's people like you. They want to relax. They want to do that. There's some people that take these things and go out and have a little fun. Yeah. I had some friends go out on the town the other night, and I said, you know what? You guys should bring some early bird CBD out. I bet you could turn it up a little bit. Yeah. And they did. The next morning, I got a text from one of the people, and they said, how can I invest in this company? This yeah. is amazing. This stuff's awesome. I mean, look, and it's not for everybody. I mean, there are CBD products out there that don't have THC in them, if you are into that. But this is for if you want to mix up a little bit and get a little, get a little loose. Well, what they've done is they formulated early birds with a micro dose of THC to make you feel great without getting lit. This is 100% legal. They've done all their homework, and they've made a product that we can wholeheartedly stand behind. Not only am I taking these, but I've been giving them out to people like mad. Oh. I'm like, you got to try this. I gave, I gave Bay a sample. She loved it so much, she took one of my bottles home with her and didn't even ask me. I gave someone a sample. Uh, this was before they even came on as an, a, uh, another or for their second rendition of being a sponsor. I gave someone some. And uh, they texted me the next day and said, where can I get more? I have to go get more right now. These are amazing. Uh, Early Bird's an Austin-based company, which you always love to hear. Like, these guys are just, they're all across Texas right now. They're doing it big. Right now, you can get 20% off everything on earlybirdcbd.com and use code MAIL at checkout, M-A-I-L. These discount codes are single-use, which means that you can only use them once. So make sure you go off with that first order. Also, it's totally legal. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Let's make make that clear. Yeah. Doesn't else, matter if you're in, we don't be able, we wouldn't be able to promote this if it wasn't legal and it is. Doesn't matter if you're in Texas, doesn't matter if you're in Virginia, doesn't matter if you're in Maine. You can order these and get them sent to you and they are legal and you will enjoy them and you will you'll see what we're all talking about. Again, go to 20% off everything at earlybirdcbd.com, use code mail at checkout. Uh, I've been I've been really enjoying the watermelon flavor right now. See, I have uh, the lemon. That's all I have, and I do enjoy them. But I would like maybe we could do some tradesies. I think we can do some tradesies. I think that's fair. I'll be into that. Uh, we got another question. It's our final question. Okay. Sup, fam. I recently had a very good friend tell me they decided to go sober. After a few years of heavy drinking, I'm honestly not surprised to see them make this decision and do agree that it's probably for the best. However, we have a trip planned later this year to go to ACL, the two of us, and the original plan was to go out and party. While I'm supportive of my friend's decision, I can't help but feel a little frustrated that this trip is going to be much different than what I've been imagining. Have you ever had a friend go sober? How did you handle the relationship going forward? How do I suggest I balance, or how do you suggest I balance my selfish interest with also being supportive? Uh, I only have one friend that's gone sober, Ross Bolin. Mm-hmm. He's very public about it. Um, it hasn't affected my friendship with him. I don't. I mean, to be fair, I don't go out with Ross anymore. I don't think he even goes out at all. I don't. Did anymore. we go out? We we would go to dinner and stuff with him before, but I don't think Ross was totally in the rotation of like going out. Out. Yeah, with he us was never much of a, a bar goer. Yeah, he would go to dinner with us, and we would have a good time, and and that was it. Um, but you need to find a way to switch off the, the selfishness here. I mean, they're not asking a lot of you here. This is. You have to, you just have to be supportive and you can't, you can't be a trigger for this person. Um, full on support. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, this is just one trip, right? Mm-hmm. This is just one trip. You can suck it up and you can be a good friend and not go get ripped every night while you're in Austin. Um, it's one trip. It's not like you're, you know, married to this person. You're going to spend every night with them and sober or whatever. You're going to be just fine. Yeah. It's one trip, and you're still going to have fun. You're still going to ACL. I'm going to do something that I don't like to do. I don't like to shame the people asking the questions, but I'm going to say something, and I hope this guy doesn't feel a ton of shame, but I think, you're, I think you have a little bit of a selfish mindset right now. Yeah. I, have, I know a few people in my life who have gone sober. I've supported them throughout it. I have not been an integral part in their sobriety. It's not like I'm on the, I'm not, I haven't been, I, I think that when people go through a program, they're told to call people and, you know, talk things out with them, apologize for previous wrongdoings, things like that. Sure. I haven't been on the, on the other end of any of those phone calls. So I would definitely say that I haven't been a part of their sobriety. That being said, I've tried to do everything I can to support that. I'm not going to lie. It does change the dynamic of the friendship when you used to get drunk with that person, when they used to be someone that you'd go out and party with, when you used to binge drink with them. Like, of course. I think that your drinking buddies have a different relationship with you than like other people. Yeah. Um, and I have had a drinking buddy go sober. Yeah. And it's fine, but like I would be lying if I said that I didn't, I don't. We just are kind of going different ways. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's just that the thing that tied us together for a little bit was getting drunk together and partying and stuff like yeah. that. And the fact that we're going different ways isn't a big deal because now I'm not even really doing that as much anymore. I'm not going out like I have a kid. And it's just different. Um, I mean, think about why they're doing this, right? It's not, they're not just like, it's... They're not trying to rain on your parade. They, they probably had a problem. Yeah. And so this is about their physical and their mental health. And so if your selfishness of wanting to party outweighs, you know, that, then you need to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, what, what is my problem? Like, why do I have to party in their face when they're trying to, like, make, you know, better themselves? I do think beforehand you should probably ask them, like, hey, what do you feel comfortable with me doing? If you don't want me to drink around you, I won't drink around you. Yeah. Um, if you are okay with me having a couple of drinks around you, if you're okay with me getting blasted, like – where are you in your sobriety right now? Um, are you going to get tempted if I get tempted? Um, just don't tempt them. Don't make sure you're not putting them in a scenario where they feel like they have to drink. Maybe don't go to the most crowded bar. Um, maybe if you have any friends or acquaintances, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure, but it, you're going to have a good time at ACL regardless. Yeah. Uh, ACL is really fun and you don't have to be drinking there to have a good time. Yeah, I've, absolutely I've actually done an entire day at ACL completely sober. Hey, maybe take an, an early bird CBD gummy and just chill out while you're there and have a great time. Get a, like a, a little bit lifted and you'll have a, a fantastic time. You're that, and you're not drinking in your buddy's face the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's, It'll be fine. It's fine. You get back home wherever you're from and get your boys on the line who do drink and go hit the town. If I'm not mistaken, I'm, fine. I'm pretty sure I've been to ACL with Ross since he's been sober. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You have to, the support, their sobriety, and I don't know, I mean, they might not admit this, but their sobriety is somewhat, uh, it does rely on the support of the closest people to them. And you're one of those people. If you're planning a trip, just the two of you, like you're clearly one of the people in their life. You that, are a part of this person's support system. Yeah. you ha And you have to support them. If that takes friend. away from some of your fun, then I'm sorry, but like. It's one weekend. There's something, yeah, there's something so much bigger at like in front of them of course it's so much more difficult it's not difficult for you to not have as much fun at acl yeah. it's probably very difficult for them to not go up to the the stand at acl and order like two beers and go dive into a miley cyrus crowd yeah i don't know why i chose miley over george Strait, but that's just because the... it's probably super lit that's why <laughs> i don't know drink i would love to be drinking like a just a giant glass of whiskey during george Strait at acl that sounds wonderful <laughs> all right uh that concludes the questions and so Brett does a little thing called shower thoughts. His nice little, his own nice little touch he does. It's my the, favorite uh, nice touch that Brett's added fun. to the, the yeah, mail-in so far. It. What's your what's your shower thought this week, Dylan? My shower thought this week is about brick and mortar stores. Okay. And how I I don't really get get them. Why? <laughs> um. So I I'll go into a store unless okay unless a store does like super high volume sales, I don't know how they stay afloat. I just don't get it. Do you know how much it costs to rent out like retail space in like a prime part of town, like something that gets a lot of foot traffic? Yeah. It's really freaking expensive. You pay not only that, but you pay all the employees that work there. Mm -hmm. There are tens of them at a time, right, who work a store. Um, and then all the inventory that just sits there, some of which doesn't get sold. How do these stores keep the lights on? I don't get it. I don't have a concrete answer for you. And retail stores have super thin margins, too. So I used to work in a retail store. I feel like you have to sell so much just to break even and keep and keep the lights on. I used to work in a retail store. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't just working the sales floor. I was doing a lot of different things, whether it was like online stuff, whether it was fulfillment, uh, customer service calls, like special orders, shipping, receiving. I was kind of doing it all. And I started working there, and it was a very high-end store. And I started working there during uh, the financial crisis. Like, I don't remember what part of the financial crisis we were in, but it was during the financial crisis, and it was kind of a difficult thing. And I'm being, if I'm being honest, I don't know how we could have survived that time if the store, if the property wasn't owned by the, the company. Yeah. When it comes to stores in Austin, I, I don't really understand how they are. I, uh, they stay afloat either. I do this thing when I walk into businesses subconscious sometimes sometimes it's very much at the forefront of my thoughts <clears throat> i walk in and i just assess how everything's going i'm not like just brilliant business mind obviously but i go in and i'm like okay there are four people in the store right now mm -hmm. maybe one person's gonna buy something but probably not and i'm like how how many other people have to come in here and buy something just to like break even on the day yeah I, I always wondered that. So the there was a Filson store yeah. in the domain, and I would go there to. I we had a discount at um, Grand X for Filson, and so I would go into that store, try the stuff on, and then order it online using my discount. And then after I stopped being at Grand X, I would go into the Filson store just to to actually buy some certain stuff for cold weather or whatever. And every time I was in there, it was empty, and I I always questioned, okay, how are these guys staying in business yeah, here? It's always empty don't... here. Sure enough. No longer a no longer yeah, a Filson store. Yeah. You walk into a um, this is a bad example. This this business too has gone under. But Radio Shack. Yeah. You walk into a Radio Shack and it's like they have all these electronics all over the place and like there are two people in there and they might buy some batteries and they'll make like like three dollars and twenty cents on these batteries that somebody bought. How do they? I just don't. How do they do it? Well, what what. The reason, the reason I lived in San Francisco for a brief period was because we went out there for the winter just to go work on building the online presence for the store that I was working for. Really? And that's what we did. And, like, it was because we needed to go online. Yeah. So if you I, – I don't know. You walk into a Barnes & Noble and it's – and they do volume. Like, there are a lot of people in there, but they're making, like, pennies on each book they sell. Pennies. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't get it. In the, it's a massive store. I don't get it. But I, my brain doesn't work like this. <laughs> my brain doesn't work like that anymore. It's like, just go, it's like, just go online. Do you want my shower thought? Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Mine's on accents. Why are you apologizing? Good day. You didn't do anything. Good day, mate. Okay. That so, kind? Or like colors like, on a wall? What do you mean? No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about accents, voices. Okay. Do, is there any particular accent that you find to be, I'll say it's sexy. Yeah. What? Um, I have a few. Uh, British. Okay. Australian. Okay. Um, and Southern. So my question, and... Southeast, we, to be specific, like Sally, Georgia. Sally's gotten to the point where, like, if we're watching Love Island, she can determine where someone's from based on their accent, and I'm very impressed with this. I don't think most people in the world can differentiate the different accents between countries. Like, do you think British people find American accents, like, good or bad? And whether they find it, them, like, you know, hot or not attractive at all, do you think they can differentiate between, like, a Southern drawl, a California Valley girl, and a, like, Midwestern twang? Or, like, do you think they can differentiate with that? And do you think they find any more attractive than others? Like, do you think someone from England would find a girl with a Georgia accent more attractive than if she had a... Uh, Canadian accent. I think anything that's different from what you're used to is going to be automatically intriguing. Okay. But that is not, that's not to say that it's going to be sexy. Like, for me, the f- like people who speak French, when they, sp- when they speak English, or just their accent in general, I think it is absolutely repulsive. <laughs> really? I think French is, like, the ugliest sounding, and German is pretty bad, too. But people who speak French, when they try to speak English or whatever, and I'm not trying to, like, shame anybody here but i just think it's so ugly i worked with a french woman for a very long time and i got really good at understanding a french accent speaking american for the first couple months i was working with her i had a really hard time understanding what she was saying and once i started getting it i was like okay i can do this now but it was it was kind of a weird path to go down i was like i don't yeah i'm having a lot of trouble understanding this person Um, i do think that like europeans can immediately pick out an american Mm -hmm. but i think they need a finer tuned ear to like no regions of America, Texas versus California versus Jersey versus Southeast. I think it's going to take them a little bit of time. Just like us watching Love Love Island UK. Yeah. Like they all kind of sound like one jumbled British mess, but like there's some Scottish in there. You can tell. And yeah, you can tell like the, you can tell when someone's from like way further North. Yeah. I've learned. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's interesting. It, like, I, accents are super interesting to me. It's weird to me that like when people like if you're in if you're Italian and you're learning English, there's a decent chance that you could be learning it from someone with a British accent. So therefore, you would have a British accent. So like when I'm learning Spanish, I'm learning it from someone like in high school. I was learning it from someone who spent time in Mexico. Is the way that like the way that I was speaking Spanish, I might have had an inflection that was more Mexico driven than Spain and other stuff. Of course, it just blows my mind the amount of dialects yeah. and and languages and like barriers that we get over in order to communicate with one another. Think about the people who created these languages, man. Doesn't make sense That's to a me. Shower Doesn't make together. sense to me. Yeah. It's do you like, know oh, any? Do you know anybody that has their own language? Like with their for their friends? No, um, no. But do you do you ever play Snaps? No. Like the name of the game is Snaps. No. Oh, okay, it's a it's a coded way of speaking to get your friends to guess words, and like some people know it, some people don't. Sally has friends, and she has it's her friend is uh, has two twin sisters, and they have a language that they can speak to one another. That there's no way I could do it. And they don't tell anybody? Mm-mm. It's, it's pig latin a little bit, but there's something else to it. And she tried to explain it to us one time, and I sat there in astonishment. I couldn't believe the, th- the stuff that was coming out of her mouth. And then hearing her sister respond to her in it, I was like, how are you doing this? That's kind of obnoxious. They don't do it all the time, but I think it was one of those things when you're like 13 or like 12 or 13 years old, and you're just sitting in your room bored out of your mind, and you just start coming up with this yeah. thing. But they have this whole different language they can speak. Man. It's also interesting to me that pretty much every European, regardless of where they're from, knows enough English to get by. I mean, fucking... The, it makes me feel so uneducated. An old Manchester United manager, and he's managed a lot of clubs, Jose Mourinho, he's, he's over in Italy just doing press conferences in Italian right now. And I'm like, <clears> so you're Portuguese, you know English, you know Italian. Like, Did I tell you about my experience in Italy having lunch? So I was in Italy. I was in Capri. And 
sat down for lunch. This table of Germans sat next next to us, very clearly German. They were speaking German with each other. The waiter walks up, speaking Italian. We're mm-hmm. in Italy. He starts speaking Italian, and they the Germans had no idea what he was saying. And guess what they did? Mm-hmm. They all reverted to English. Their common ground was English. Weird. Isn't that wild? Yeah. They, they, they weren't great at it, but they, they knew enough to communicate and get the order in and, and ask for whatever they wanted. And I was so just astonished by this. I'm like, that's fucking cool. I need to pick up my Babel stuff again. Yeah. I was, I was kind of doing it more because I was, wanting to, I was wanting to brush up on my Spanish. And I started doing it a little. Like, I was doing pretty well. But over the last couple of months, I've kind of, I've kind of taken a back seat. I think i got to strike it up again. I would love to get my Spanish back. It's, it's useful, man. Yeah. All right, well, that's it. That's a fun one. We had fun? a good. We had a good one. I used to always ask that. I feel things. like we crushed this with uh, for Brett right now. Randy, do you have fun? Randy, Randy had fun. Thumbs up from Rand, from backwards hat Randy over there. Randy's Very just cool. trying to get out to Camp Wilmommies right now. Yeah. Mad respect to Randy. <laughs> He's got that that car gassed up, ready to roll. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, look again. Please subscribe, rate a five stars, leave a review, and tell some friends. That's how this thing grows. We really appreciate that. The hotline number again: eight 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 three six two six two four five. Or write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mailin Podcast. Uh, you want to drop your at? Is Dude, Will to freeze. D shivery for your boy. Let's you go. Know. All right. We'll see you. Bye.